This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Reddit, like many other social sites, has had to deal with its fair share of issues involving improper speech or behavior on its site, but it's also been able to change and evolve as well over time. The site is somewhat different from others in that it is more of an issue-driven social media site at times where, quote-unquote, Redditors comment on topics in communities. A new book looks at how the site grew from its origins into its current format and how it's dealt with some of those bumps along the way. The book is titled We Are the Nerds, the birth and tumultuous life of Reddit, the Internet's culture laboratory. Christine Ligorio Chafkin is the author of the book. She's also a senior writer at Inc. Magazine, and it's a pleasure to have her joining us right now. Christine, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So what was it, I'd be interested to know, that, that drew your attention to Reddit in the first place? Well, um, this was this was many years ago, uh, back in around 2011. Uh, I was a reporter, um, a young reporter, and um, Reddit was sort of evolving and growing at the time as this site that looked sort of similar to Dig or Delicious or these kind of bookmarking and aggregation sites. But I noticed a strange phenomenon was happening that had a very funny name attached to it um, in the media world. It was called the Reddit Hug of Death, because when a link from, you know, the New York Times or Inc. magazine would reach the front page of Reddit and be upvoted by Redditors and reach this crazy popularity and virality, that link would drive so much traffic to our stories that it would literally cripple media servers and take (laughs) down the website. (laughs) Well, I mean, how did Reddit really get started in the in the first place, and 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 why the need by the by the co-founders back in the day, uh, Alex Ohanian, Alexis Ohanian, and Alexis Steve Huffman, Ohanian, yeah. Steve Huffman, uh, to do this type of a social media site. Right. Well, the idea was not actually their own. They were two recent graduates from University of Virginia who had a far too early idea for a startup that would do mobile food ordering. Um, but this was before the app ecosystem existed. Right. So um, their mentor, Paul Graham, told them, ah, that's, that's a terrible idea. What you should do instead is create a site similar to Delicious, which at the time was sort of a list of bookmarked links by users, but make it only the most popular stuff for the day. Create a mirror of the Internet, like create everything that is the best thing of of its genre online, a place where that can live so that you don't have to navigate to, you know, the New York Times and Washington Post and Chicago Tribune every morning to get your news. You can just go to the front page of Reddit. And along the way, a visitor would also see a lot of the funniest stuff and maybe some programming news or maybe some science um, journal links that they might be interested in. So that's exactly what these guys set out to do. And in order to create it as a sort of virality engine or a place where the most popular stuff would actually bubble up to the top and not require editors to do the sort of curating you might see at a mainstream news site. They created the algorithm that Steve Huffman hand-coded that valued both time and popularity. Um, so, so popularity would sort of decrease over time if users did not continue to um, to raise it up in value. And uh, that's called upvoting in Reddit speak. You can also conversely downvote something. So that was a neat thing because it didn't, the upvote didn't, it wasn't a like button. It, it wasn't a user having to say, I endorse this. It was just a user having to say, I think this is important and other people should read it. <laughs> and in contrast, stark contrast to other parts of the internet that had comments at the time, um, even, you know, whatever newspaper you would view, um, those comments were largely spam and just 
off-topic nonsense and rants. And on Reddit, the downvoting function allowed those things to sort of get buried and allowed the best stuff to surface. It was also a very early sort of sophisticated spam control. So where is Reddit right now in kind of the, the hierarchy of, of all the social media sites in, in terms of, of its interest and its users right now? Yeah, I've come to think of it as the least known um, and most influential site on the Internet. Um, you know, it's remarkable that it's the fifth most popular site um, in the United States, 330, monthly, 330 million monthly users um, who type in more than 50,000 words to it every minute. It is sort of the oh. last textual engine of the internet and you know everyone knows the names uh mark zuckerberg and jack dorsey and has anyone heard of steve huffman i mean no. it's incredible and he's he's a fascinating character and it made writing this book such a pleasure so why is it that they that the the co-founders really haven't gotten the attention as much as some of the other people who at least in the last month or so have had to end up sitting on capitol mm -hmm. hill talking to talking to uh, legislators Absolutely. You know, and I called up as a reporter, I called up Senator Mark Warner's office about this. Um, he was the, the senator sort of most interested in starting to investigate the, the disinformation um, spreading online during the election. And um, and he said, you know, his staff told me, well, we are interested in Reddit. I believe there are problems on Reddit, but I don't think they actually reached out to Reddit. I later heard that Reddit itself had to kind of raise its hand and reach out to, um, to Warner's office themselves and say, hi, we're Reddit. Would you like to know about us? Um, it's a site that is just largely misunderstood and disunderstood. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit of... It's a little bit of an intimidating place to outsiders. Um, while there are literally 100,000 communities about anything under the sun, any passion you have, any political interest you have, it has a very steep learning curve. It is not a place where um, there are shiny sort of airbrushed influencer pictures. It is right. an edgier, scrappier site. And therefore, there's a lot of things like conspiracy theories and uh, pornography on the site. And I think you Users are a little scared to kind of go full into into Reddit sometimes. Um, and for years, there was roughly, you know, one major sort of scandal that shook both Reddit, the community, and Reddit, the company, per year. Um, and I think that also is a little a little intimidating to users. But it's interesting because those those problems that you just laid out, those are ones that obviously Facebook and Twitter see as things that they have to address, that they have to make change in their policy. To, to prevent on their site. So yes. why hasn't Reddit kind of followed the path of, of the rest of social media? Well, Reddit's different in a sense. Um, it has not traded in people's data at all in its history. Uh, users on Reddit are anonymous or pseudonymous, as they say, um, which is a funny way of saying you can have as much... Uh, you know, of your own identity as you want or be as anonymous as you want. There's, they're not asking for your phone number or your friend circle. Um, people are coming together over shared passions and shared interests rather than an actual social graph. Um, and Reddit knows very little about its users. Um, so that has also been a challenge for them in terms of keeping up the business side of the site and, uh, you know, raising, yeah. making money over advertising because if you don't know precisely who you're advertising to, for years, this was a huge challenge for them as a business. Um, it's it's shaping up to not be as big of a challenge now that the communities on the site are so large and so passionate. 
um, and they've cleaned up a lot of the darker uh, corners of the site along the way. I actually think that there are many lessons that uh, the likes of Twitter and Facebook could learn from Reddit and its policy changes over the past two years. Like? Oh, like, um, you know, so so basically from the business side of this uh, equation, what you should know is that Steve Huffman, the CEO, and Alexis Ohanian, they sold the company back in 2009. Well, actually, they sold the company in 2006 uh, to Condé Nast and stepped away in 2009. But after the site had evolved into this giant, massive operation that um, with very few employees, um, but but a very massive community, the community sort of mutinied in 2015 against certain policies that were made um, and one single staff firing. Uh, Reddit started to sort of black out. Moderators who control their various corners of Reddit took their sites dark, um, their parts of Reddit dark. And Steve Huffman, who had been away from Reddit, away from the site he'd hand-coded for years, um, was watching the thing he created just black out. And he thought, Reddit, Reddit's going to die. Um, right. He was offered the chance to come back as CEO, and um, he'd been kind of, this has been whispered for years in his ear, you need to come back, you need to come back. And finally, seeing his creation look like it was going to snuff itself out, he did. And so in summer of 2015, he stepped back in as CEO. Now, Alan Powell, the previous chief executive, had begun to start to clean up the site. She had tasked her community manager with finding five subreddits, which are what those communities are called, that were harmful to individuals and harassed individuals and that Reddit should no longer um, support. So they, right. they decided to ban five subreddits, including one called Fat People Hate. This is just an example of the terrible stuff that would happen on Reddit at that time. So when Steve came back in, everyone thought, okay, the original creator who had this free speech anarchist worldview is coming back in. It's going to be chaos. And what Steve did instead was he continued Powell's policies and he cracked down immediately on hate speech, on violence against humans and animals, on gun sales, on just huge ecosystems of terrible stuff that had been happening. And I think that because he had that authority as sort of the ultimate creator of yeah. Reddit, the community couldn't, couldn't say, wait, wait, this is, you know, this is the belief of the site. He was the belief of the site. And it turns right. out... Huffman himself really never had those sort of anarchist, you know, free speech trumps all beliefs that the site had become known for over the years. He had been back in, you know, their little student sublet in Medford, Massachusetts. He'd been banning anything he didn't like on the site back in the day. And he, you know, it's also, it's easy to say that that things don't need censoring when there's nothing to censor, right? If, yeah. If it's a friendly community when it's young and scrappy, then um, they didn't have the difficult work and the new problems that we have seen emerge in the last two years today that all of the social sites are dealing with. Well, and, and I'll ask you this question as well, because when a lot of conversation has occurred about Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook and as he was developing Facebook, you know, realistically, it didn't seem like he could foresee a lot of the issues that obviously Facebook has had to deal with over the last few years. Is that kind of the same mindset with Alexis and Steve that that as time had kind of developed, they almost had to go back and, and rethink some of their thought processes on on what Reddit had become. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to say that I don't think they were rethinking it as much as um, just evolving and growing up and seeing the new challenges that their community um, you know, foisted on them. Um, right. And I do think that Steve's time away from Reddit allowed him to gain some distance, some healthy perspective. And, um, and while the employees during that time maybe didn't have that same sort of uh, perspective and were upholding dangerous beliefs at times, um, he was able to see it see it as something different and be able to sort of think ahead and think more broadly about the challenges that, that could come. Um, I mean, even during before and during the, the election in 2016, they were starting to see the Russian meddling. Um, they, you know, Steve hinted to me that there was there was something going on in the more conservative corners of Reddit. And uh, I didn't know what he meant at the time, but now we well know um, yeah. that they, they found, you know, 944 suspicious accounts on the site that were um, spreading disinformation and sowing discord um, or intending to sow discord amongst Americans. Christine Lagorio Chavkin is the author of the book, We Are the Nerds, uh, a look into the world of Reddit. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. It, it is interesting because I, I I brought up the site as we're, we're talking here. And, you know, one of the top things I see just as Reddit comes up, and this kind of gives you an idea of the of the the flavor of the site is a video of a duck with a pile of cats, you know, and, and so it's, you know, it, there, there's a little bit of sarcasm to the site. There's a little bit of, uh, of higher thought, I think at times for the site, yeah. which, which is different than obviously what you get, I think on a daily basis from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Right. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the things that Redditors love about Reddit and that I've come to love about Reddit is it's a little rough around the edges. And it's not it's I've kind of come to see it as the antithesis of the the airbrushed and photoshopped kind of Pinterest and Instagrams of our social media. Um, Reddit is not that it is. It is people just typing in their thoughts and their funny, their funny memes and their the fascinating things that happened to them that day. There's a very vibrant community called R slash Personal Finance where where folks just ask you know really basic questions to one another and you know people who are not financial professionals can answer them and they actually give very very good advice. Um, you know how to avoid debt collection schemes. Um, The other day, a a kid, uh, an um, 18-year-old, he was anonymous, so a purported 18-year-old, you know, was kicked out of his house, and he said, geez, Reddit, what should I do? And people said very smart things. Find your birth certificate, you know, call your friends, let everyone know your situation. It was just basic, but, like, people communicating with people and being helpful um, is is Reddit. It's not a place where, you know, influencers are valued. Um, and on the contrary, it is also a place where where it's tough to be sort of a brand or a self-promoter. Um, right. And, and that's been an interesting struggle for Reddit and its business model, um, trying to get brands who are used to doing straightforward advertising to actually engage with the community on a genuine level and um, and simply be kind of a Redditor um, who may have something they, they want to say or offer or advertise. How much of a development was that with the, with the advertising part of it? Because, you know, I think pretty much everybody realizes today in the world of social media that having a monetary component through advertising is it's a nice function to have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's actually Reddit's entire business model. Um, so Reddit 
risk business structure, what backs it up is, is kind of fascinating. Um, you know, since it had been acquired by Condé Nast, um, since then it has been spun out as a sort of independent subsidiary of Advanced Publications, which is the parent company of Condé. Then it was allowed to act like a Silicon Valley firm and raise venture capital. So over the years, it raised it's raised two rounds of venture capital. It's now valued at more than $1.8 billion. Um, and that said, it is not making the kind of money that other um, Silicon Valley companies that actually sell something um, are making. Uh, and, and so it's been an interesting challenge for Reddit to try to sustain itself, try to act as a fast growth company. Um, the big big challenges internally have been hiring over the past couple of years. Because after Hoffman came back to the company, only about 20 of those original employees stayed around. So between then and today, which Reddit has 400, more than 400 employees, they've been doubling in size every year. Um, and that's been a crazy growth challenge. I think now, he just told me yesterday, in fact, they, the sales operation is their second largest team, which is remarkable huh. and a huge change from the past. Um, I think they are making major deals. You can see auto advertisements on Reddit. Um, and and um, so there's more to come in that, in that realm. Is there an expectation then that Reddit, five years, 10 years, whatever that time frame is, down the line is going to be thought of in the same realms as Facebook and, and Twitter and others. Well, certainly. I think it should be already. Um, I mean, right. it was at one point in the past year the third most popular website in the United States. Um, and it's got far more traffic than Twitter. Uh, it is a place where, which deals with these same challenges these sites deal with. It deals with harassment of users um, over in public and over direct messages. It deals with all sorts of content and all sorts of political speech that sometimes border on hate speech or sometimes are hate speech that they have to regulate or make difficult decisions on. And I think um, listening to the evolution of Steve Huffman's thoughts on all these matters is fascinating. I think that um, I think that it would uh, Congress could learn a great deal of how the other sites work if he would he would uh, be called to testify because he has some very smart ways of thinking about this. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is the number if you would like to join in with your comments or questions. Christine Lagorio Chafkin is the author of the book "We Are the Nerds: The Birth and Tumultuous Life of Reddit and the Internet's Culture Laboratory." Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six, or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I find it interesting just kind of in, in the world of social media right now that th that there is this, this opportunity for people to have this, this unbelievable connection in community. And the community part, I, th I find one of the more interesting pieces with Reddit is that you have so many different options to be able to to kind of dip your toe in the water uh, of a particular community. But as you mentioned before, it can be a challenging a challenging thing for newcomers to it. So, how much concern is there of of that being too daunting for people at times? Right. Um, let me first note regarding your first comment that, I mean, even the infrastructure of Reddit has been difficult for people to, to manage in the past. Um, there's a really, I mean, like like we said, there's, there's sort of subreddits for everything under the sun for yeah. people who want to exchange their crafts. Or um, uh, there's 2X chromosomes, which is a, a massive community for women. Um, but, you know, when, um, when a bunch of marijuana enthusiasts wanted to set up a subreddit, they took the address r slash trees. 
Yeah. And then, subsequently, when a group of arborists uh, tried to set up a subreddit <laughs> and discovered that trees was taken, yeah. they said, well, we'll take our slash marijuana enthusiasts, and which that's a place now where you can find just beautiful photos of trees. <laughs> So, <laughs> which is weird to say the least. Mm-hmm. Flipping it, flipping exactly. it backwards, right? Exactly. So there's a learning curve, and there's a sense of humor, sort of innate to the site, and um, and it's it's uh, it, it is a place that has uh, you know in the past it sort of always looked like you know internet kind of 1.0, 2.0. Um, it looked like it was 2005 on your browser until just about a year ago. Bloomberg Business Week referred to the look of Reddit as having all the aesthetic seduction of a phone book. Uh, yeah. So so they've been redesigning the website over the past year, and now it actually looks a lot more like a Facebook or a Twitter. It's got light blue and blocks of text, blocks of images. It's got a very sleek, fast-scrolling mobile app that more than 60% of Redditors are on. Um, and... And it's sort of moved into the modern era uh, visually of its site. It also has a way for newcomers to sort of be guided through the site. It asks you when you're brand new, if you just visit, it'll say, hey, do you like, do you like photography? Do you like movies? Do you want to subscribe to these communities? Oh. And sort of walk you through a naturally curated slate of interests and get you into it. So um, it's, it's trying is what I will say. Yeah. Jordan is in Denver, Colorado. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah, question. As a lurker, I want to be a newcomer, but I'm I'm concerned about you know some of the the negative some of the downsides of being a part of Reddit. Should I join as an anonymous user uh, name or or be authentic and be you know completely me uh, with my identity? Christine, you know, what I found what I found Jordan is that um, many Reddit users have multiple usernames, and so you can make one for yourself. And be, you know, be who you want people to know you are. And you can make one that's just for whatever football team you love or whatever um, business interests you may have. Um, If you want to become an avid user of a single community or a sort of group of related communities, um, that's that's certainly another way to go about it. Um, And that gives you the sort of the flexibility to use Reddit in any way that that you want to. and and so I don't think there's necessarily a right answer. Just uh, just go with the flow and do what feels right. Um, and I would say stay away from some of the things that are obviously um, going to be uh, things you don't want to encounter, whether that is, uh, you know, r slash conspiracy theory or whatnot. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for the comment. How much how much concern or thought is there now by Condé Nast and obviously uh, Alexis and Steve looking back, but but now because of, of the potential want of people like Senator Mark Warner to really look deeper into social media and the potential of regulation moving forward? Absolutely. I think we've had a little bit of a lull on it right now in terms of the congressional investigations into, you know, fake news and the spread of disinformation and the spread of user um, information or leaks of identities of users. Um, but that will probably be the next thing that, that Facebook has continued to be scrutinized over. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's a tough area to regulate. A, I don't really think that most of the senators understand Reddit or sort of the way many of the other social sites work, which makes it difficult. I think it's it's easy when you're um, a lawmaker to understand the flow of money online, and that is something that is easy to regulate, um, a- advertising sales. Um, anytime a bank is con- is connected to a user account, that is easy to regulate. But when it's human-to-human conversation online, 
that's basically, you know, uh, regulated like a phone company or a common carrier. And Silicon Valley sort of uses that. Many other companies other than Reddit use it as sort of the, it's called the neutral platform defense. Mm-hmm. And this this, um, this lets them claim they're media companies, um, or excuse me, it lets them claim that they're sort of not media companies that are not, then they're not responsible for the content that their users put on their site. You know, all the copyright infringement, violent images, or even terrorism spread on the site. So, um, you know, if they're regulated just as a common carrier, those things are, are, are going to continue to be there and going to continue to be the responsibility strictly of the sites um, themselves. So I don't know the answer. It is uh, There are a lot of new and difficult questions that right. the executives of these sites are answering and that I think our government should be more interested in. I think actually everyone in America should be interested sure. in it. And yeah. if you have a strong opinion, you know, call your lawmaker. Christine, a great job. Thank you very much for giving us your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Thank you. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 